Hello everyone, it is a grand final week and um, we are live in Perth. How good is this denial? It's going alright, Lukey. The Publican and Caesar and a few other Caesars. On tour. On tour for grand final. Uh, it's been a bit weird going to an empty airport. Oh, No line up to get through um, screening. It's like I get never seen so few people at the airport. One thing that hasn't changed at the airport, the lack of personality of the people screening you. Oh, they're lovely. I <laughs> walked through it. I said, uh, shit, I've never got through that line quick. And she just stared at me and goes, yeah. Thought, yep. Thanks for your input, love. Some things never change. But I'll tell you what has changed. The grand final location here in the amazing Perth. It's beautiful here. Weather's amazing. It's a pretty nice place. It's a pretty nice place. Just so pity there's so many Western Australians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of WA fans. Have we? Well, I was signing autographs last night, but then when she said, no, I'm not a fan, this is just your check for the, the bill oh, that you're signing I off on. I say, I can't remember that. <laughs> we are here in Perth. It is an absolute... Grand final eve. Grand final. The, the tension, the drama, the buzz. It's been, uh, it's been beautiful. Went down to Optus Stadium this morning. Yeah, we we were real nuffies today, weren't we? Well, some of us more than others. I saw you standing up and clapping when they ran around the oval. Yeah, I was imitating the person next to me. Nah, nah, you were standing clapping and gawny, gawny, gawny. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it is grand final week. We, we've got here it, the, the worry about not being able to get here because of COVID. There was no cases, thank God, and then we landed here and... There was the whisper that there was a COVID case in WA. Well, not that there, well, there was. There, there has was, been there one. Has been. There has been one announced today. Another one. Um. Yeah. Or was yeah. It the same driver. Someone. No. Uh, someone that had arrived from Sydney, but hadn't had. Uh, they um. Hadn't done the GTG. Like hadn't done that, and they were taken straight to quarantine. Oh, so and they've te- no real threat. Yeah, and they've tested positive since being in quarantine. No shock why they didn't try to do their G2G because <laughs> they knew this is where the WA, uh, anyone that hasn't been to WA since this is all kicked off, um, you can tell what they're looking to protect because at the airport, the only thing we were seeing coming off planes was fluoros and uh, any sort of work gear from the mines that they don't want these mines getting shut down. So you can understand why. Do these people own any other clothes? Don't think so. Let's hop on the plane, wear your work gear. Mm. <laughs> Enough of that bullshit. There's a big game on tomorrow. Melbourne trying to break the drought. Bulldogs trying to break the hearts of anyone that seems to be everyone's going for Melbourne apart from Bulldog supporters. Dead set. At Optus today, there was more Melbourne fans there than they've got supporters in Melbourne. (laughs) There was what they say they were expecting 20, but there's no way there was 20. I reckon it might have been 10,000. But you speak, they had fans there for both games, so both um, games. Sorry, both clubs. Dickhead. Um, the the atmosphere tomorrow is going to be electric. That that ground is phenomenal. Great uh, stadium. Oh, that's your first time at Optus, isn't it? Yep. What did you think just walking in and looking at it first time? Obviously, it's empty, but seats are comfy. <laughs> can't can't believe that you like you walk through the gate or you scan and then. You're on this terrace level, like scan in, then you're on this terrace level, then you actually go in the ground and there's seats like 
20 meters from from the door from me walking in yeah like, straight in bang but the view there because they sit you up uh what two like meters off the ground and i mentioned to you at the time sitting behind the goals but the other end didn't seem that far away i don't think it's an overly big ground i think it's based on the mcg in length yeah no nah, mcg you I think it's just this ex- the total exact same, yeah. Yep. So Adelaide Oval, I think, is a little bit longer, maybe. I don't know. It's Adelaide. When you're at Adelaide Oval, it does seem like the goals are In the away. redevelopment of Adelaide, they shortened it. They shortened it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, and tomorrow. The, the, the and, and made it an oval instead of a D-shape. <laughs> well, the view tomorrow, um, like you said, you're sitting there and you feel like you're... It's like a Telstra Dome. You know, when you go to Telstra Dome, you really feel like you're, you're in the action, like you're, you're that yep. close to it. That's Telstra, what I'll just... I'll always call it... To, no, I'll go back to Docklands. Colonial. Colonial. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, tomorrow, grand final. Um, Danny, are you excited? Is this is this excitement or is this just a spectacle for you or are you nervous? Oh, I actually bumped into a bloke uh, that I know at the training session. Yeah. Actually, Harrison's Petty, Harrison Petty's uh, grandfather, mm-hmm. who's made the trek over from Woodner, and um, and he goes, "Oh, geez, you get around." <laughs> and I think he might have used the term, "You'd go to the opening of an envelope." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the well, I obviously, I'm well and truly aboard the D train. He's on. Yeah, you've been on for a bit. You wouldn't bloody talk to me if I wasn't, so... Well, before we get into the grand final, we've got to talk about how both teams got there. Um, those two preliminary final games, um, what the first one went, if you're anyone listening to the podcast before the prelims, I reckon it went exactly how I said I reckon it would. If Melbourne got out to Went that. exactly how one of your two options, you said. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. <laughs> They but, did they, they but, but it was one of your two options that you gave. Once they got out to that five or six goal lead in the second quarter and then they absolutely put Geelong to the sword and they couldn't stop it. They just smashed them. They could not stop the onslaught. And yep. Geelong's game plan was exactly what we said too. They want to do that possession game and they don't they don't they didn't take the game on at any is point. Is it is it the fact that that game plan it's a I think it's a good, solid minor round game plan. Obviously, didn't obviously doesn't stack up in finals footy. Yeah. I mean, they they got to a grand final last year, but they almost well they're up at half time. Mm. But um, Melbourne were just the, the pressure. They they couldn't get a free a free run at, at all. And then once once they started to tire, and once Melbourne smelt blood, they just yeah bang bang bang. Max Gorn, the <laughs> you get those people who have those performances that, in a final. But is it, that as? It's definitely. Probably the best uh, effort from a ruckman in a prelim, mm. but is it as good a finals game from a ruckman that you've ever seen? Oh, from a ruckman, yeah, it was um, f- just. But from a, a a single individual effort in a pre- that, in a, that a one, final, probably that one where Petrarca got him. Bur- I'll say bursting out of the square. Usually, you talk about ruckman and their low and their ruckman. Get a handball receive from your number one midfielder running out of your contest. Right. The only other one would maybe have been And Dolby goal from fifty five. Yeah. It was and, and it just he hit it sweetly. 
It didn't. Was it a pretty kick? Or did a helicopter through? Or went went straight through the fucking <laughs> middle. Who gives a fuck whether it was a helicopter? People claim that Stephen Kernahan, some sort of uh, champion, never not kicked a helicopter in his career. The uh, the performance by him as a ruckman, I don't think there's been a better one. But from a one one man point of view, or from a just a player's best performance in a final, it was great. Uh, but there's some there were some other brilliant ones that have been out there before. I mean. McLeod kicking seven goals from the midfield in that 98 prelim against the Bulldogs. He kicked seven. Yeah. I think Robin kicked six or seven on that day too. Uh, some single efforts, but that's up there. One of the great efforts. It, there was four goals in one quarter, but still. It's four goals from a ruckman in a quarter. The first goal was... The second goal was awesome, the one we kicked on the run. But that first goal he kicked where he knew it had been touched... The umpire didn't necessarily call play on touch, but he thought, well, I'm not going to stand here and try and pretend I've marked it if they call play on because they get holding the ball. He oh. just grabbed it. Did a Yui, like a like a, a full forward might do to run, yeah. run around. And, and the umpire didn't call touch, did he? No, he didn't. He called mark. Yeah. And he just played on because he, he obviously thought it was going to be called touch. But that was fucking brilliant too. But when, when Gorney kicked that one on the run, I was like, well, it's done. It's game over. She's all done. They're into the grand final. Before we go on to the other game... Where does that leave the Cats? It's left them where I thought they may have been this year and I copped a bit of grief from a few people. I said, I don't think they'll make the eight this year. Well, they made the four. They almost made. They almost finished top in the end. Mm. But they got to a prelim. But they limped to a prelim. They weren't very convincing with the GWS game. I think they will start declining pretty quickly, like Richmond did this year. Um, there was talk of... Are they going to top up again? I don't know. I don't think they can. Well, they can't. But they can't not. Mm. Like they, they can't change their strategy because they've still got there's eleven blokes on their list who are contracted who are over thirty. Well, and they were in the start. They played in that prelim, didn't they? Most yeah. of them. So they're going to be another like, year. Like older. Josh Jenkins is the only one that didn't, and he's he's Gone. since retired, but he wasn't one of the eleven contracted. We've got, yeah, I. I don't think they've got it. They don't have a good draft hand. They don't have any draft hand, really, because they gave it all up for Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. So bit, bit, of, bit of movement in the coaching ranks? Who? Um, <laughs> Boris has gone to St Kilda. Now I can't remember Boris's actual name. Um, Enright. Corey Enright yep. has gone to St Kilda. That'll leave a hole for him. And Scarlett has resigned. So two key assistants now gone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me personally, I, I don't think they may make the eight. They may win enough games to make the eight. It might do any damage, I don't think, but I think they might drop off pretty quickly. I mean, they brought in Higgins, and Higgins was dropped for the prelim. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was rested for the first final, which was obviously a code word for bullshit. Um, <laughs> a code word for bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, or a bullshit word for he was dropped. Yeah, both those. Anyway, um, the yeah, he's thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, like he's he's not. He obviously isn't in their best twenty two, and they've brought this guy in last year. Um, Jeremy Cameron Hawkins can keep doing what he's doing without being. He's not going to get better, and Selwood's not going to get better. Um, but, but their current is pretty good. So it's good, and it's only going to either hold or decline. Mm. I just can't see him. Neither of them will decline too much, though. Yeah. Their, their bodies are ageing. They're mm. going to start getting niggling injuries like everyone does at that age. 
And you're not going to have a whole list of players that old that are going to maintain their body for the whole year. Mm. They, they, I think they're, they're, they've hit their limit. They've <sighs> stayed at the top for 10 years, but everyone's got everyone's to drop down at some point. Mm. You can't keep, especially the last few years of having no draft hands, it's gonna, you're going to see the pain at Geelong in the next four or five years, I reckon, yeah. when they haven't had all these kids coming through. But, hey, mate, they've always been good with whoever. They've had picks at 70, 80. They've ended up being champions. So yeah. don't it, knock them, but I, I think the Geelong era... Could well be over. Be pretty, very pretty interesting to see what younger blokes they do end up losing. You know, a bit of chatter about Constable Clark returning to WA. Uh, Narkel maybe. Rep- I, I can't say Clark couldn't get a game this year. Yeah, I, he, he started brilliant. There, the there was talk of Narkel, but um, uh, but he re-signed. And he had Zach Guthrie who. Left out all year, and when he finally got in, he got his twenty-eight touches and played well. But they dropped him a couple of weeks later. But mm. I think they're done. But we'll see. Uh, the other team that really, really shocked a lot of people—not you, because you tipped the Bulldogs, and I always said I was going. Look, for I'll, I'll put it out there. You it, didn't think they'd win. It was hope. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the Lord answered your prayer. And and people would say, "Oh, you just port basher." And yeah, that's true. Can't deny it, but but I was going for the doggies because my my grandpa my late grandfather was a doggy supporter. So there's your connection. Yeah, Port were Port. Were, That's what I'm going with anyway. Port were looked like a team that just thought it was home and hose. They didn't show up. Who no one can really answer it apart from the players themselves individually because mm. they say, oh, as a team they didn't do this, but as a team. You've got a, a game plan, like, a way you're playing. Like Riley that. Bonner was the only one that gave a yelp. Each individual player has to sit there and go, what did I do wrong? Because if if all of them are doing it wrong, that's mm. that's what you get. You get that performance. And the Kane Corns and Treadray came out and said it was they didn't attack the ball, probably didn't do this. And everything they said was right. Mm. And you could watch it. They weren't going hard. They were pulling out. And there's a player that they've delisted on Monday, one of our friends. Uh, which Caesar in the publican zone. Caesar in the publican zone. Um, for him to A, be delisted after that loss, like it was some sort of his fault when he didn't even play, he was the type of player they needed. He's aggressive at the player, <laughs> aggressive at the ball, um, can go forward w- and kick Wouldn't have goal. been shirking it when, the, when it was there to be... It. Yet, he not only didn't get a game, after he went back to Port and had his 28 touches and a goal, he was good to go, um, and then delist him. Makes me look at their list management, even their coaching, going, you got a lot of troubles. Um, they've got... Have they got a draft hand? No, they've still got a just a normal draft hand. They didn't yeah, trade out any picks. Yeah, so they've... Uh, oh, well, they might have when they got a Lear, Lear, and all those all those guys over the last few years. They probably got a couple of less picks, but yeah, um, they might have might have uh, might be without their second rounder or something. I think their biggest issue uh, is, and I th- I think it's Charlie Dixon doesn't offer enough. Marshall doesn't offer enough up forward, and the guy that should have been playing, and I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't select him. Was Georgiatis as well up forward? Yeah. And they rave and rave about friggin' Motlop. They had like three or four possessions. Um, who was the other one that had a, a stinker? Uh, Orazio Fantasia. Yeah, you kicked your four goals in that other game, but you did not even look like you were available. Like, were you injured? 
maybe, maybe not. But then, uh, yeah, I think Porter got a lot of lot of issues they need to fix up. And geez, Ken's uh, there's pressure from his own about on Ken straight away. The blowtorch was on him from their own fans. They wanted blood, and I was like, Ken really didn't have much. He couldn't have done anything. Maybe he could have made some moves. I don't know. But when the players had that the mindset, they must have had. There's not much you can do during a game. And you could see him. He was just sitting there with a look on his face of, what the fuck's going on? How, how has this happened after and, what we've and, done all year? And the presser after the game. Hmm. It was like, uh, and like he had nothing. Like he, Well, no one, and everyone's got nothing. Like even the uh, neutrals watching that game, were going, I don't know how it happened. But don't take anything away from the Bulldogs because that was an absolute... <sighs> Scintillating performance. They went, we're going to hit you, we're going to hit you hard, and we're going to hit you early. And when they did that, the, the game was done at uh, at halftime. Port did kick the first couple of the third quarter, but the game was done. They and were the, all over them. The complete and utter lack of respect shown to the doggies that week, and I'm not talking about Port Adelaide people, I'm just talking... Oh, everyone. Every journalist in the country that just... that reckoned Port just had to turn up. Bulldogs are virtually top. All season, by yeah. the last month. Them and Melbourne were one and two. It was percentage separated a lot of the time. Like, like 16 seasons, Melbourne and Bulldogs were one and two. Uh, 16, 16 weeks. Rounds, yeah. And it's them winning. It's just it, uh, a few Port people are like, oh, Port need to win so we can have the two best teams will play off. Like, no, the two best teams of the year are playing off in the grand final right now. It's just that they slipped out of the five, sorry, slipped out of the four from a couple of... Did any of them get fined people? by SA Health? <laughs> the Bulldogs, yeah, for drinking beers without sitting, standing, dancing, no masks. Yeah. No, I don't. But I, I'm surprised because Spurrier would have been onto that. But remember, she doesn't watch football. <laughs> so the uh, yeah, the doggies were an amazing performance. Their midfield ran right. Um, Bailey Smith, <laughs> we're can be a pretty good player when he grows we, up. We talked about it on the episode before the prelim, and he went to another level again. Um, Absolutely, he's a he's a match winner. Like he's a game breaker, mm. and he's twenty one. Waitman as well. Like these these type. Well, Waitman of, didn't play. Yeah, didn't I know. That's what I'm saying. They've got these type of players though, that are match winners, and they can turn a game in in five minutes. And they're so young, um, and that's going to be the biggest uh, a big challenge for the demons to try and keep them under wraps tomorrow. I know Kane Corns has retracted his first or initial statement regarding Connor Rosie. Oh, with Walsh. Yeah, and and like he, yep, fair enough. He got it wrong. He and and he came out and said, "Yeah, I got that one wrong." Well, at, at the time, he probably Connor uh, was Connor Rosie was playing. Tell you what, better footy that year than Walsh was. Someone needs to speak to him. Continually pulls out, and he's he he flops more than Steph. Steph Curry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a few. Ow. Yeah. But when uh, hey, when you were getting butchered the way you were, you had to try anything to try and get a, uh, to get a bit of the footy. So Bulldogs, uh, Melbourne tomorrow. Right now, we've got the two best teams playing off in the GF, and oh, what did you? Not, it's I haven't be. checked the forecast, but if it's anything like it is out there it's today, twenty-seven, I think. Yeah, right. So it's twilight grand final. So it's not twilight for people in. A w, uh, sorry, SA or um, yep. Victoria or anything, but at the actual ground is going to be what they call their twilight game. So it's starting at 5.15. 
First half's going to be in your natural First light. First half in natural light. And then at half time, we've got Birds of Tokyo. They, uh, they swapping the ball at half time? Doing red ball, yellow ball? I think they do in Twilight Games, don't they? Yeah. We'll see. Or they'll just start the game with a yellow ball. Yeah. Because it's not going to be overly... Like 5.15 at the end of a match is Definitely still starting to get quite dark. But they might go red then yellow. That's a very, very good question. And actually at training today, they're only using yellow balls. They only ever use those ones. They're those Mark Williams yellow with the red. Yeah. And to help you kick better, apparently. He's, uh, it's his little... Do they help you kick better or is it just so you can see? No, it's a training guide for when, you kick, when you're dropping it and stuff like that. Oh, I thought it was to see, because if you, you've got a red line. No, nah, no, nah, it's all to do with... When the ball's in flight. To help your skills, help the ball. I don't know why I'm like doing that. this, because no our listeners can see can't see that. Can't see you twirling your, yeah. your finger in the air. But uh, yeah, so the match-ups tomorrow, what's your... What's your What's what's making you go? Oh shit, that's a good matchup. Well, I mentioned uh, Leon Harrison's Harrison Petty's grandpa before. I love the fact that he finally got some when May got injured uh, against the Cats, and Petty finally got some the recognition for the how good he is for the season that he's had, and just quietly, how big is he? Yeah, we were saying today, and not just him. Uh, Lever was standing next to. All three of them with yeah, Ben Brown. Yeah, standing together. Well, like, they're almost the same height. And Ben Brown's, yeah, ben Brown's a giant. Yeah. So there's some. there are some big defenders. Mm. Um, so that, that defensive you unit know, Pe- of Melbourne is... Petty May Lever. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty handy... Great trick. they got Salem that's going to then yeah. run off the back line. One vote, Christian Salem. We'll get to that when we get to that. Oh, round. sorry. So that, that that's another discussion, but um, the, what's your best matchup, or what what's what's your thing tomorrow that you want to see? Well, I like so many out there. I really like Christian Petrarca. I love him. Um, <laughs> I yelled out to him today. I think he heard too. <laughs> um, and I, you know, Oliver obviously gets. A fair bit of respect because he's pretty bloody good, but I just track is the one for me. I reckon. Yeah, that's your go-to. Yeah, mine tomorrow is obviously the the battle of the the battle down back and how they can, uh, whether how bulldogs are going to try and nullify them mm. and try and take one of them out and Norton and bring them bring them up the ground or or make them accountable. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing. Number two for me is the Battle of the Bulls in the middle. Um, you got it's like Viney, two phenomenal Viney and Libertori. Like those two are going to be going, smashing their heads, but then dishing it out to their skillful counterparts to, to break away. Or it's it's just a, and then you've got Gorn who's up against Steph Martin. So that's the intriguing one. Mm. Is, is Gorn going to have a field day? Is Martin going to try and really just get into his body, dig the knee in the ribs at every ruck contest? How's he mm. going to handle that? And then obviously. Uh, Going forward, you got the you got a, Bulldogs have a great defensive unit too, and be, uh, be interesting to see how the Melbourne defence handles the situation. How Shacky took a Lear out of the game. That's that's what I think they're going to they will try and do. But, well, but clearly, you have to play Lever that. But this is this is the problem for him. Port had a Lear, and that was it. Yeah, Melbourne have two guys. Yeah. 
plus two, two genuine defenders. Plus, then Petty can come up and, and do, do and, that role and, too, and then leave Lever that runs around. Yeah. So if one, and it just showed when when May went down, Lever still did his business, and and May essentially was controlling about, it down there. What about the smother from Radigalia? Oh, I and I and Lever like it was a like it was hyper extended. I thought that's it. When I watched that replay, I'm like, he's, just he's, like, he's, oh. he's done his knee. And then to think you had your two best defenders in the league go down in the space of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is just not, this is not happening. But Lever bounced back and had a blinder. May went back out there and surprisingly seeing him go back out there, I thought, well, it's, it's obviously not a tear. It's obviously no. not a bad strain either. Like, they went out there, he ran it out, and he's cherry ripe now. So I, I got a bit of a whisper today. They've been oh, work, yeah, they've been working on his back most of the week. A bit tight. Yeah. So it was so it's just back related. Mm-hmm. Mm. My the other one I want to see tomorrow is just um a demon's victory. It's uh it's a long time coming for a lot of those fans i'm not obviously a long time fan i've got my connections for for other reasons but every football follower that's not a bulldog supporter and probably geelong supporters don't want them to see it win it but melbourne mm. is just got the backing of the country and for them to not get there would be, well, just, someone be said, devastating someone, someone said this morning they're at the airport adelaide airport this morning melbourne scarves oh, and everywhere. tops everywhere and not a bulldog look. but this isn't this isn't the this isn't like the midway point or... Like when Adelaide made that 2018... 2018, go 17? 17. At the time, I didn't think it was Adelaide's towards the end of their premiership window, but lo and behold, they had to go down and close off pretty quickly for various reasons. But Melbourne's average list age or average player age on that team was 24, I think it was, last week. They've got... They've got years ahead of them. If they can keep the players, they can maintain it, they get better every year... This isn't the, this isn't the midway point. This is the very start of it, and it's. Um, and you look at the likes of Richmond after Adelaide gifted them that premiership, <laughs> um, and what they've done. Hmm. Like confidence is a. It's a massive thing, like when you when you know what you can do, when when Melbourne knew what they could do after they won that Geelong game, they came back. They're like, no one, no matter what the score is at halftime, we're never out of this fucking game. We're always in it. Bulldogs, same thing. Yeah. They were like. We can come from anywhere. We, we know. We know. We can we jump. We know here. what we can. And that's you got of. two teams right now, absolutely full of confidence, yep. and both of them think they're gonna they can take it out. This is why it's. I think this is one of the best grand finals in a long time. Mm. Last year's, um, I don't know. I didn't get the vibe. It was the two best teams. Maybe S- that's just my opinion. Port were top all year, but they never really like this year. Didn't really take out anyone that was a contender. You know, whilst it, and whilst it wasn't a shock. To see Melbourne win, probably the way is how easily they won how easily w- they pushed was, aside. was a shock. Um, but whilst it was a shock, the doggies getting up, very different celebrations at the end of the match. Yeah, you notice that. The uh, the Melbourne, it was more like, job done. Um, yeah, job done tonight, but but job's not done. It was, uh, it was interesting. Not interesting, it was... Fascinating, and I love it when they they have the they have the cameras on uh, they have the cameras on the coaches, and they can listen to what they're saying oh, in the, the rooms without them really knowing that they're being recorded. So you get that raw 
after game um, speech, talk, whatever. I think Bevo probably knew he was being recorded, but when Simon was being recorded, I love that when he was like, like there's, there's a, we're, we're there, we've done our bit to get there now, now, it's the, now we need to do the work to win it. Um, and Bevo was pretty much the same thing, saying, look, this is a huge week, it's amazing what you've done. I love that raw footage that you get from that. I reckon it's brilliant. And it's, it's like when you get to see those ESPN NFL docos or anything yeah. where they're all mic'd up and they don't know. They just say it. There's no filtering it for the camera. That That's brilliant. I, I loved it and I can't wait for... That reminds me of a of a uh, NFL footballer. He was, he was having a go. He's like, why are you following me? He said to this bloke. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, and like this bloke was a, I don't know, tackle or blocker or something. Like he was... He was a absolute fridge, um, and uh, and the bloke's like, so, well, um, your sound equipment, your mic and stuff. He goes, oh, oh, sorry, man, forgot I was mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'd be good if you had both. Well, I think both coaches will be mic'd up. Well, not mic'd up because they do that uh, every year. Seven AFL, yep. they do those specials of coaches how it went through the grand final. So yep. that's that's going to be amazing. But um, both coaches, more so one than the other, but Beveridge, I know they played in a final last year. Um, what they, they lost a the semi, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they lost to the St Kilda, sorry, in the elimination, didn't they? Yes, it was. They were knocked out in the first final. So with their list, there was... Beveridge at the start of the year, there was talk, oh, he's, he's going to have to get to finals and do a bit, otherwise he's going to be under pressure now. And obviously Simon had uh, the entire football world and media. They were almost taking bets on what round he might get clipped. Um, now he's coaching up in a grand final. Jake Niles' report, the, the what do you call it, article he wrote at the start of the season, the headline was um, Goodwin under immense pressure. Will he last the season? Stuff like that. I did he last it. He got named Coach of the Year by the Coaches Association and uh, they're playing off in a GF. So two coaches who, under a bit of pressure, like I said, more so one than the other, playing off in the grand final. And outlasted his president. Yeah. He clearly didn't want it. Oh, well, yeah. I won't go into it too much, but, yeah, he... There was a lot of pressure at the end of the year and uh, the, the review they did, the players, it was overwhelming. And when I mean overwhelming, like resounding, overwhelming that he was not only uh, the man for the job but every single player w- was backing him in too, saying, no, 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 he's, he's, our, he's our coach and he's doing brilliantly. We just need to lift a bit ourselves. Yeah, they clearly line. It's all Chuck on Uzer. <laughs> but this, this, this is where the side... Last year, you saw glimpses of what they're doing right now in a lot of their games, and games was the back half of the year. You know, they were six and three in their last nine games. You know, two of those losses were against Frio and Sydney up in Cairns in the monsoon, not when it was pouring. So they lost Sydney one, Frio one, but you take those games out too. They had a fair bit of form towards the end of the year and only missed out on percentage. So they're nine and seven. So they're never that far off, and um, they've just gone to another level. Fuck, I can't wait. Are you nervous? Um, no. I am. Um, <laughs> I am a lot. <laughs> but it, it, but it's funny, I'll, I won't be nervous for me, hmm. but I'll clearly be nervous for the people I'm with. 
fair, yeah. fair, fair crew. So Danny's with my whole family over here. Um, they've all been here the last few, last couple of weeks. I feel like Helen's adopted me. <laughs> We've arrived and, um, yeah, there's a lot of, everyone's having a lot of nervous poos, they keep saying. So <laughs> it's, uh, um, but tomorrow it's, it's a, it's a big thing for, for our family. And I think I've said to, I was talking about it with my, my younger brother. I said, this, this isn't like 97, 98 when we'd go over to Melbourne and watch our brother play in a grand final. Like you're thinking that just happens every every year, which it clearly didn't. Um, this one here, to be to, to go down as someone who's played in a premiership and then coached a premiership, is it's rare. There's not a heap of them. There's a, there's a few of them. But to be a premiership player, a premiership coach um, at two different clubs after the, the last 18 months... 22 years of the pressure he's had and people been giving him shit saying he doesn't know what he's doing. This means so much to to the family, to everyone, mm. every family member that um, continually has to read bullshit, listen to crap that people say when they don't they don't know exactly what's going on. They don't know how everything's playing behind the scenes and to see him outlast all that and get to this, n- need a win. It's massive for everyone and I cannot wait. We can have to wait because... We're gonna have, to, we're gonna have to probably settle ourselves with a. You don't have to wait too long, though. Beverages, beverageinos. Um, so obviously, are you gonna gonna give us a tip? Um, oh, it's fairly obvious. I'm going for the bulldogs. Um, um, <laughs> no, nah, uh, no. Nah, I'd say I'm going D's, and I'm going to say D's by a number that. Might mean something to Melbourne. D's by 31. Ooh, and what's 31? Was what's the sitting, sitting Ronald Dale Barassi's number, mate. Barassi? Yep. Uh, actually, do you want to tell the people of your, your, um, uh, <laughs> your, uh, what do you call them? Reasons on why you think Melbourne will win? Or, or not a reason. Omen. It's a bit of an omen. Or Norm Smith, that we're currently in the, what do they say? The, the Norm Smith curse after he was sacked by the the D's. Norm Smith coached Ron Barassi to a premiership. Yeah. Ron Barassi coached Malcolm Blight to a premiership. Yes. Malcolm Blight coached Simon Goodwin to a premiership. Yes. And Simon Goodwin's obviously coaching a grand final team tomorrow. Oh, okay. Now, that's the Danny Omen. What's the other omen about the uh, the band we've got on? Oh. oh, sorry, sorry. You, uh, I told you the wrong one. They didn't. No, I liked both of them. But right. Let's see um, your birds so analogy. Yeah, so the and most people have heard the last time Melbourne won the flag, the Olympics was in Japan. The Olympics was in Japan this year, and birds of Tokyo are playing at the grand final. I'd be rude be for rude. demons not to win, really. I love your omens. I hope they come true. My bet tip, sorry, obviously is the D's. I think it'll be a tight tussle. I'm hoping not because that'll be just an absolute uh, nervous wreck for for mum and for everyone. But I think it will be a, a pretty f- hard fought game. You got the both sides. They won one apiece this year. Um, neither game was a blowout. Um, one side got to a little bit of a lead. Went on, even though Melbourne did win by about thirty odd points in that first game. Uh, they did all the damage early, so 
shit, yeah. I hope it's not close, but I think it will be. Maybe Melbourne by a few goals. Uh, Give me an actual margin. Margin, 15 points. Melbourne by 15 points. Norm Smith medalist. Uh, I'm going to pick who I think will win it, and then I'm going to pick Smokey. Yep. So my winner is going to be Petrucca. Yep. Smokey. Um, Bet you I know who you're going to say. Not Ben Brown. No. No, not because the guys behind us said it, but it will be putting a couple of couple of dollars on him. Uh, no, no, no. Smokey no. is Salem. Oh, Salem. Salem can get a lot of posies off the back and start dictating a bit of uh, bit of delivery. Umpires will see that. Not umpires, sorry. Yeah, umpires the, don't like him. The so. voters, yeah, umpires don't like him. And yeah, they got one Brownlow vote. What an absolute sham that was. Actually, media. Actually, I haven't seen who the five uh, normie. Well, they're all W. They're, I'd gather they're all WA media because. Yeah. Most of them would be going, unless they're just going to do votes on Zoom or however they do it, but they have to be no, in person. No, they'd be, they'd, they're, at the they're at the ground. Yeah. I'd say so. Ross Glendening might be one. He's always involved in that type of crap. Yeah. Or generally, yeah. Probably Tim Gossage. <sighs> he annoys me. If, if, uh, well, there'll be a seven, there'll be a seven, a Fox, a Western Australian newspaper, Age, uh, yeah, and but there'll be radio blokes. Yeah. Anyway, who is your pick for the norm? Um, my smoky. Yes, and I'm not sure whether this is a smoky because I haven't l- looked at any prices. So, uh, my smoky's uh, Stephen May. That would be a smoky because he's a. A defender and a centre back. Yep. You could get forties there, maybe. Yep. Um, Smokey 30s. and uh, four. I reckon track. Petraga. Yep. So we're going the same. Oh, did you say Petraga? Yeah. Didn't you say Salem? No, I say he's my Smokey. Oh. You, you clearly don't listen to me. Yeah. What would I? Um. You've actually got headphones on your ear with what I'm saying, so you couldn't. No, I'm listening to SEN. <laughs> That that doesn't shock me. <laughs> that doesn't shock me at all. Um, well, if you if you, if you went Petraca, I'm not going Petraca. Um, I'll go Clary then. Oh, okay. All right. So we're, we're we've gone the two best mids for Melbourne. A couple of defenders of Smoky. So people worth a tenner on the Smokies and uh, get a bit of money on the other two. I reckon, and you can uh, you can thank us later on. Um, Gamble responsibly, Luke. <laughs> we could talk about the grand final. All day, but uh, obviously we've got a bit of... Are we going to do a post-grand final recording, oh, just yeah. a short one? Oh, yeah. Might be drunk, might be... Or well, could be drunk either way. Mm. Like I said to Mum, I think I'll be crying either way at the end of this grand final, which gets also a lie. Well, you told me that for the prelim, and I got to your place for the end of last uh, quarter of the prelim, and no, you... I'd, 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 by the time you got the tears were done, I'd already had me cry. Oh, had you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Because when Gorney kicked that one on the run, and I was like, we're home, yeah. and I was standing there, and the girls were like, Dad, can you stop screaming? Scared Elsie went, because Gorn, when Gorn kicked that long goal, I went, yes, for about 10 seconds at the top of my lungs. And the girls, Elsie's crying, going, why are you screaming? I said, because Melbourne are in the grand final. And that's when I got teary, because yeah. it's so big. But enough of that crap. Um Apart from the grand final, there's been a couple of other things that have happened. We've been we've named and we've had another Brownlow medalist crowned. 
Uh, we've had a couple of players declare they're moving. Uh, we've had a coach named Carlton. Bossy's been called the last man standing or just the only one that wanted to coach yeah. Carlton, which is a bit unfair. He's obviously obviously a courageous bloke. <laughs> He's a man that wanted to coach yep. his own side, though. So, um, And we've knocked Carlton, saying their list ain't as good as it, everyone thinks it is. I don't think it is, but I still think they have a core good bunch of players there that can... If they get coached right, and not saying Teague didn't coach them right, the guy had freaking two years, two COVID years mm. to do something. Um, but they flicked him hoping to get the big name. They kept going after Clarko, even last week, still going after Clarko. And, oh, shit, we didn't get him. All right, Vossi, you've got the gig. So Vossi's got a lot to prove here, I think. He's probably, he could have the old chip on his shoulder going, no, nah, I'm a good coach and I'm going to show everyone what I can do. So who knows, this could be the best appointment Carlton's made in, in the last 30 years. But time will tell. Well, it's the best best they've done at anything in the last couple of months. They, they haven't, haven't done anything haven't right. Haven't done anything right. So not, just naming a coach has been a <laughs> bit of a bit of bit of a tick for them. But um, if they can land Adam Chera, that's another midfielder they've got in there. I don't know how they're going to fit him cap wise. Like they they keep signing up all these guys on. Adam Chera hasn't declared a destination no, as yet. Has he's he? just said I want to go home. And do you know why he hasn't declared a destination? Probably because he knows that they can't uh, fit him in the cap, maybe. No, because the team he wants to play for is still playing. Melbourne. Yeah, they're going to struggle to get him because they don't have anything to give him in the draft world or anyone. I don't know, they're going to send enough players to cover what he might be. But then again, this guy's a kid. He's not... He's not a he's not a Dangerfield or a Chris Judd going back to Melbourne. He's not any of them. So he, he, all they can really command is probably what they took him at pick, like a top five pick, yeah. which if you you've taken a kid at top five and he leaves four years later when he's starting to play pretty really good footy, yeah, you can warrant that. Um, but he I, he, I don't know how who he's going to land, but I think he can land wherever. Yeah, he and wants I agree Victoria. with that, but I also agree he's worth more than that. Yeah, cause because you know what, because you know what he is, yeah, and you don't know what the bloke you're picking up is, and that's the thing when you when people say, "Oh, this guy's worth the top five pick," who says that top five pick is worth shit? Mm. You, know, you, you you could pick a player who had so much potential and he has his body shut down, or he just doesn't make it, or his his drive's not there. Um, the, the what a player's worth in regards to a draft pick, I, I find sometimes just stupid and comical, because. You're saying a player is worth X, but you don't know what X is worth. So, um, and and they and nuffs like you and me saying, "Oh, but but this bloke got they got this for him last week, year." Mm. So, it's like a house. You say what your house is worth. Your house is only worth what someone's prepared to pay for it. House is only worth anything two days. The day you buy it and the day you sell it. <laughs> Um, so the other player movement, speaking of player movement, uh, Adelaide has now become a destination club. Can we call it yet? No. Can we call ourselves a destination club? No. I'm, I'm, is Port Adelaide a destination club? They were apparently last few years, but out of the SA teams they were. But uh, Adelaide has, they've come back in and said, hey, 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 hey. We've been sniffing on Dawson for a while. We're not having new bastards come in and, well, and try and take you him. You told me in March that he was going to be at the Crows next year, so... There you go. So. I, that was just an inkling. Mm. But uh, he is... If Adelaide can get the deal done, they've still got to get a deal done. And I think uh, 
Um, Jared Waitley said this is a deal that will drawn out the entire time of the trade period and you'll probably find it will get done at the last second because Adelaide will offer whatever they Adelaide want. Adelaide don't Sydney have to push, no. though. Well, they do have, what, pick three in the preseason draft. You've got two teams above that will take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, but... To, to pick a player... Can't they just they're, they're do what big, they did? Are they Victoria? They're both... No, nah, Gold Coast is above them too. No, they're not. Yeah, we've got pick four. Yeah, so pick one in the pre, in the in the draft is North Melbourne. Then it's but is there a preseason draft anymore? Yeah, isn't the, there a the signing, a free agency signing period? He's not a free agent, but but he will be once he's delisted. Yeah, well they're not going to delist him. They have to delist him by a certain date. Yeah, that's after the tra- after the draft and trade period. Yeah, yeah, it's after the trade period. Yeah, so trade period, and then if he doesn't get a um, if he doesn't get a um, a trade, he has to go into the preseason draft. Mm. So you can't sign him as an un- he's not an unrestricted free agent signing or a delisted signing. No, no, there's a it's it's like how we got Haitley last year. We didn't pick him up in the preseason draft. Yes, we did. No, we signed him as a delisted free agent. Danny, you're better than this. No, we didn't. Are you sure? Hundred percent sure. Jeez, a hundred percent. Percent seems like a lot. It's all you can go to. Hundred percent sure we picked him up in the preseason draft. Mm. Wow, you're better than that, man. You're better than that. Mm, obviously, I'm not. <laughs> but I've had a, I've had a tr- very trying day, mate. Trying oh. night. Yeah, but uh, the yeah. So Dawson is going to be a huge signing. Well, huge trade if we can get him done because he's 24. He's only getting better and better. Where did he come? Third in the third in the Swanee's best and fairest in the Swanee's best. Bob Skilton medal. So he's only going to get better. Um, and then if Adelaide can land another one, I, I personally think they should be trying to sign Dunstan because this guy's been delisted. He played the second half of the year and got 11 Brownlow votes in the second half of the year. Not nice little whack on the way out. And he's given St Kilda a big one-two. Fuck you. Uh, oh, sorry. Given Ratten a big one too, fuck you. They obviously didn't see eye to eye, and Ratten didn't see him being in their side. Um, they are a team full of. They've got a lot of midfielders in that team, though, so I can understand. But when when he was playing, he was the team was better with him in it. Yeah, and the fact that they not only they didn't, I don't think they even offered him a contract. No, didn't even offer him one. Like we just don't want you. See, so like we're going to do this. We're not even going to trade you. Just going to delist you. And any t- I I would be. I'll put my house on it. He'll be in an AFL club next year. There's no way he cannot be in an AFL club next year. And I hope Adelaide probably pick him up because he's an SA boy. Mm-hmm. He's 26. You still need some That's of those. That's what shocked me. Yeah. You still need some of those harder 26, 27, 28-year-olds in your side. You, you can't just all have kids. And there's a knock on his quality of disposal. But can you teach blokes to get it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I, I, I'd be all in on Dunstan signing him. Um, he's speaking about going to. He'd love to be at Essendon because his mate Nick Hines there. So, um, is that what the link is there, right? Yeah. So, um, the final thing I think we need to talk about is the the, the midfielder medal, um, the Brownlow, awarded to Oliver Wines. Hmm. Well done, Port. You finally get a Brownlow medalist, and he looked depressed up there because he got absolutely smashed the week before in a prelim. Mm. He did speak well, though. He did speak well. He does speak Thanks well. to his Chris Davies, the arrogant Chris Davies, his speech speech writer. Just wrote it out for him. Yeah. Um, but when I said the midfielder award, I was a bit of tongue-in-cheek. 
Because there's, no, there's people saying, wasn't oh, a bit we, of tongue in cheek. We, we need to make changes because it's the midfield. We don't need to make changes. The midfielders are generally your best players. So but people go on about oh, but Brownlow, it's a midfield reward, and and I didn't actually hear Kane do his yearly rant has to be taken away from the umpires. But that bloke that's following no one on Twitter, Grant Thomas, he said clearly has to be taken away from the umpires. Why do people keep saying has to be taken out of the umpires? That's what the Brownlow is. Yeah, it's always been that. Look, and. If you look at the voting of all the other medals that the networks run, and um, the top five was the same everywhere. The thing is, though, um, over the if you go back over the last twenty five Brownlow medalists, tell me how many umpires have got wrong as being the best player that year. And to to say out of four or five players who's the best is just almost opinion based because. <laughs> You might believe someone's a better player for different reasons. But when you're actually doing the votes, they haven't really got it wrong that often. Um, and if they do, it's not wrong by someone like Wo Woden. Were they wrong? Who knows? In those games, they awarded him votes based on the way he was playing. And that's what it's ba- That's how it's done. The one thing I hate is, is people go on about, oh, this bloke was clearly best on ground. And I'm one of them. I've said it plenty of times. Mm. Um, but it's not about who was best on ground. You don't know what shit that player who was clearly best on ground, you don't know what he said to umpires all day. Ah, this is something I'm going to see what you think. Players who have been rubbed out, do you believe, this is what I believe, because as a person I'm not going to sit here and waste a vote on someone that can't win the medal. How many guys who get rubbed out, maybe early in the season, don't poll as many votes as they should because the number one person in question here is Took Miller. Took Miller yep. got rubbed out very early. He only polled 17 votes. Yeah. Um, yes, GWS didn't win it, but Gary Ablett polled 30-odd votes in a year. Go- only won Gold Coast games, didn't so. win many games either. But yeah. Heard, what did I say? GWS. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit hungover too. Um, <laughs> yeah, took Miller polled 17 votes, yet Walsh, who I don't believe had a, a year as good as took Miller, polled 31 votes in a side that won the same amount of games. But. The Walsh one was, I thought, a disparity. Also, Darcy Parrish. Did Darcy, Darcy Parrish had a good patch? Did he have that good a year to poll that many votes? I don't mm. think he did. And this year, I've never seen so many twenty-plus vote getters. Like it was da- it Darcy was, Parrish was uh, particularly good in in multiple games where there's a best on drown medal awarded. Mm. He won. I think Essen playing four of them, and he won all four. Yeah, I had he had a really good year. But in saying that, um, but that's only Merritt Mer- won their VNF, and, yeah. and, and not in a landslide, but he won as he always has with a yeah. couple up his sleeve. But the one that got me was um, uh, was how there was three players with thirty votes. Uh, sorry, four players got four uh, got thirty votes. And then there were so many that got between 20 and 30. What happened this year with the voting compared to all other yeah. years that all of a sudden what, these guys what? are getting so many votes in years? There's no way Walsh had a 31-vote season. When you've got blokes that have won with 18 votes. Yes. Like Dusty, the year he won it, where he was literally best on in every game they played, polled 30 votes, yeah. 31 votes. Yeah, well, the, uh, uh, Ollie tied it. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that was thirty six. And and it's not like Carlton won eighteen games, and he says, "Oh well, he picked up twos and ones as well." Like he was getting a lot of threes, yeah. and Bont was getting best ons in games where he had twenty four, twenty five posies. Yeah. Uh, look, I think I I, I think the rule winner did win it. Ollie Wines had a good year, but mm. I I still think Oliver and Bont were the two most influential players in the comp, and I think there was a gap between Ollie Wines and those two. But you, you voted on the games you're in, and Porter won six games in a row, and Ollie Wines was the best player in a side that didn't have a heap of vote getters that really took votes, or he was just the best player in those games, like him and Boke. And and really, they had blokes that stood up well, but they weren't necessarily they weren't necessarily great every week like that. Mm. The then the next level down was. Shared it around the whole season, yeah, so yeah. Well, this this is uh, the last podcast with a game to come. Then we've got uh, we'll, we'll dissect the grand final at some point next week. Depends how our livers, brains, and bodies feel <laughs> by then. Um, and then towards the off season, we're going to talk about other sports and stuff like that, and get some guests. We've got a, quite a few guests lined up for the off season, so watch out for that. But. Uh, Thank you for all the listeners during this footy season. And uh, if you're not going for the D's, you can still listen to our episodes, but I'll be annoyed. You'll be annoyed. I'll be annoyed. There's a change. There's a few <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> if you're talking about last night, your galah sound was driving everyone in the bar mad, not just me. Mate, uh, I still don't believe that it actually occurred, so... Who are going to listen? Just give the sound you made last night. Just give them one taste of what it was. Oh, I don't... I, I'll do it. You're doing this. Ah! And security said, come on, mate. We've had enough. And I said, thank God. Could you get rid of the guy? <laughs> what did I say to him? Not the same thing you said to me. What the <laughs> fuck are you going to do? But anyone, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy the grand final tomorrow. Uh, you'll probably get bombarded with photos and bullshit that we'll put up tomorrow. But I cannot wait. I generally don't say much to you sincerely but i sincerely wish you all the good luck for for tomorrow oh my god um oh fuck up idiot come on the d's let's get it done thank you everyone go d's goodbye